and welcome back to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie. I think this river must be, it'd have to be a couple of kilometres wide. I wouldn't want to swim across it anyway. We're just painting the scene. It's a beautiful <laughs> still day. It's a, a still river. It is flowing in one direction. It's about 50 kilometres from the ocean, so it's slightly salty. There will be birds in the background as we broadcast, and we look forward to sharing the bird noises with you. We can see ducks and seagulls all around us, and it's cloudy, and it's probably about it's probably only about 25 degrees Celsius, do you think? Mm, it's beautiful. So welcome to the podcast. We're not here to just talk about weather. We're actually here today to talk to you about the topic of awe and wonder. Yeah, and the overflow of that into our everyday. It's going to be quite a conversation off our exciting couple of weeks away. So we have actually been on the road for the last few weeks and we have been part of an amazing entanglement a conference. Well, that was um, the name of the conference, Entangled. Yeah, Entangled. And, and it was a conference where... Justin Paul Abraham and mm. Nancy Cohen and Shannon Bates were brought to Australia and hosted three conferences, one in Coolangatta, one in Kingscliff and one in Mildura. And we attended all. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a wonderful time of getting to meet a lot of the beautiful faces, beautiful faces, you guys from the podcast and getting to meet uh people that we have been Zooming with across the nation and across the world and putting um, bodies to faces. And I'd have to say on the whole, most people look way younger, way more gorgeous in real life than even online. I wouldn't even say on the whole. I would say 100%, absolutely, every mm. single person that I met in the person was better looking, younger, <laughs> fresher than they look on screen. I don't know what happens on Zooms, uh, Facebooks, etc. but it's really wonderful to meet people that we have spoken to in the past on Zooms. And it was really wonderful to meet people that actually listen to our podcast because it's a strange affair for us to be broadcasting from the banks of a river in uh, New South Wales, Australia, and to be listened to in 28 plus countries and not actually really know who it is that's listening, who has their earbuds in their ears and is hearing us. So it was mm. phenomenal to meet some of you as we went to the conferences. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for cheering us on. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for helping us to believe that all things are possible. Yeah, absolutely. It really was a very, very special time away. Lots of eating delicious food together. Lots of time in the sand, the salt in the sand, and lots of time being expanded in the mysteries of God. And yeah, that's what this podcast is all about, having real conversations about mystical things. Right, yeah. So let's go back to the topic, awe and wonder, A-W-E, awe, not awe off a boat, but awe and wonder. Tell us some of your thoughts about awe and wonder, Kylie. Firstly, I guess, coming down to what is awe? And it's an overwhelming feeling of reverence produced by that which is grand, sublime, extremely powerful or the like. It's this feeling of respect and amazement that you have when you're faced with something wonderful or often it's associated with something frightening as well, like the fear of the Lord, which is actually the awe of the Lord. It's like this 
place of like wonderment where we're like, oh my goodness, it's so overwhelming just how incredible and amazing and mysterious our God is. Yeah, the overwhelming and abundant reverence, you know, of the the God of the of creation who created everything by speaking it into existence, not a fear as in, oh my goodness, I can't afford to get anything wrong, but a fear as in it's just beyond comprehension how enormous and powerful God is and that he would choose to have us in his existence that he would actually know every individual hair on our head and in your ear Mm, and under your nose in your moustache and that we're actually created to be the dwelling place of his presence coming into the fullness of who we are is understanding that we are the temple of his dwelling like (laughs) it's so wild that he would choose to live in you (laughs) and in me exactly (laughs) It's like one of the emotions that is often associated with awe is like this feeling of cascading joy and gratitude. Like it's actually a place that's associated with our greater well-being, I guess. It's that place that brings our emotional state into into this really positive place of feeling like, wow, wow, (laughs) wow. It's like... Those things that are beyond description almost. I felt an ever-present presence of God being amongst his people at these gatherings. It's not that I ever feel like God's not present in me or around me though, but I just felt like because there were so many people, you know, in the hundreds of people constantly focused on the awe and presence of God, that Mm. it really heightens the experience of being around that for me as well. And I just felt like every breath, everything was about God, every every intention that we uh, placed around the conference, every right down to, you know, where the chairs were placed and what music was played, etc. cetera, the, the temperature, everything was just about God, you know, just about his presence and celebrating him and discovering the, the more of him. And I've just felt like being around hundreds of people at a time that were constantly feeling the same, that it really heightens the whole experience. Yeah, absolutely. In Psalm 65, 8, it says, The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. All creation's groaning for us, Kylie, to remember who we are Mm. as mature sons and daughters of the living God. These trees that are surrounding us and the, the vines and the grass that we see around us and the river in front of us are waiting for us to remember who we are, to interact with them, to, to be in abundance themselves as we live in abundance. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like one of the vibes, I guess, of the gatherings was that essence of joy and what joy opens up. Like in that verse, you call forth songs of joy. There's this place within joy where infiniteness opens up like we we're opened up to that place of awe and wonder we're opened up to who we are and this place of enjoyment with God like walking in this space where everything's not so serious it's it's about being more than it is about doing being who we already are discovering remembering being serious and feeling serious has a frequency attached to it that 
is not very pleasant in my thinking. No. And so the opposite of that seriousness is, you know, joy and laughter and celebration and enjoyment of all that's going on around and in you. It makes you feel different, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, so much. So if only, do you think that we actually have the ability to choose joy over seriousness? Definitely. In all circumstances? Yeah, I think so. Through the understanding that God is a God of awe and wonder. <laughs> It's so true. In Psalms, it also says, worship in awe and wonder, all you who've been made holy, which is all of us, because we've all been made holy in Christ. For all who fear him will feast in plenty, or all who are in awe of him will feast in plenty, feast with plenty. Do you think plenty is a being when it, like we will feast with plenty? Kylie, all words are beings. Come on, I love that. <laughs> there is no way possible as the mysteries continue to be uh, revealed to me that I can possibly pretend any longer that words are not beings. I just think that there's multi-dimensional understanding around everything, including plain old simple words such as awe and wonder, plenty, abundance, lack even. I think lack is also a being as well as a word. And I feel like we get to choose where it is that we function, what dimension we function in, what being we exist within. I'll give you an example. You know that I have always had some strange feeling about flying in aeroplanes. Yeah. Yeah, you have always had um, probably, I would even say, an anxiousness toward that. Yeah, an anxiety. I've, I wouldn't say that I've had a fear of flying because I don't actually think when I'm not flying, I don't think about flying as being a fearful activity. I don't feel like it's going to be my demise or that I just can't stand the thought of it. It's not like that for me. It's, it's just sometimes when I go in planes, I'm okay. I feel okay with an underlying level of anxiety. And sometimes I am just completely anxious and I am just not comfortable at all and every bump every sound I focus on and worry about and I've had some some terrible experiences uh, just through my anxiety of of being in a plane not necessarily because of what's happened whilst I've been on the plane so as we were away and we went on four flights in the last couple of weeks it wasn't something that I was looking forward to doing but it wasn't something that I was necessarily concerned about. I was curious as to how I was going to function uh, whilst flying. And the reason why I started this conversation about the flying is because I want to talk about being inside beings, being inside words that are also beings. As we took off on the first flight of the four flights, I started to feel a level of anxiety rising within me that was starting to tell the rest of me that I needed to be concerned about what was going on. I then started to think about the pilot as we were taking off and how much he would be thoroughly enjoying the forces involved in the liftoff of the aeroplane, how fast it was going and how good that would feel for him. Because I feel like that when I ride a powerful motorbike. I feel this, the forces are enjoyable. It's like a, a rush of adrenaline. It's exciting for me to feel that. So... I equated my feelings of riding a motorbike with the feeling that I thought that the pilot would be feeling. And I could see that 
he would be surrounded by joy. And I could see <laughs> a bubble in the spirit realm, a bubble of joy that the pilot was within. So as he was taking off and my anxiety started to arise, I placed myself spiritually by thought inside the joy of the pilot. <laughs> I placed my whole being, my whole body, my everything inside that bubble of joy. And as we lifted off into the air for the first time and the following three times, I enjoyed all of the flights because I was contained within the joy of the pilot who is a being. I love it. And I remember looking across at you as we were taking off that first time, not really realising the fullness of what you were interacting with, and but seeing you smiling, like you had your eyes closed and you had this little grin on your face. And I was thinking, wow, this is the first time I've seen you kind of just in this really contented, almost like a place of excitement, this place of wonder, I guess, of like engaging with this unknown place and ready for lift off and there being like a shalom on you as well. So it was cool. I attest to this being your reality. So joy is not just a word. Peace is not just a word. These are not just words. Consider that words can also be beings, spirit beings. Hebrew letters are living letters. The Hebrew letters that that come from our Bible, that create our Bible. There's many, many teachings that you can find on these things from people far more learned than myself. Uh, so if you need to go and research these things for yourself, I suggest that you do. Look into the Hebrew living letters and start to expand your thinking into the understanding that other words are also beings. The peace that surpasses all understanding. Can you spiritually see a bubble of peace and spiritually place your entire being inside that peace bubble and therefore be surrounded by the peace that surpasses all understanding in all circumstances. Absolutely, we can. And I often like uh, describe that as being that bubble of shalom. You know, we have that shalom within us. We can puff that up out around us and we can actually put our bubble of shalom around our family or around our home. We can put it around our city like we have the ability to be able to push that right out and create these whole, almost um, another whole atmosphere of peace in that place where we are. And that can be really powerful. I've come back from the conference feeling like I'm allowed to actually uh, share my experiences with people more lucidly and with authority than just putting concepts out to the world as ideas I feel like I'm now entitled to actually share my experiences and stand on the authority authority that they are my experiences so entering into the bubble of joy of the pilot is no longer a concept for me it's no longer a thought for you to to see if you can apply it it's actually an understanding that I have and you can choose whether or not it's for you or not and I'm just telling you that it's been my experience and that it is therefore possible for you as well. And I think in that, you know, there were so many incredible testimonies and testimonies like somebody's stories, so many stories that people shared with us over the last couple of weeks. Everyday people that have incredible God stories 
that we are sharing with one another that actually can become a key for somebody else's life. So as we share our testimonies of engaging with beings, of stepping into the fullness of who we are, of walking into the mysteries with God, that each one of those stories of breakthrough, of hope, of wonder of uh, opening up something new and experience that perhaps he's led us into that nobody else has ever shared with us that we didn't learn from anybody other than just from walking with God into something that he has created our very own place of awe and wonder with him that actually is opening up a doorway for an experience for somebody else to have. So how would somebody put themselves in that position where they go beyond believing that words are also beings and that they can place themselves in within those words to experience what it feels like. How do you introduce somebody, how do you go beyond introducing people to the concept but actually enacting that or you know making that actually happen for people? Well I feel like it's like engaging with ascension, it's like activating ourselves in walking in the heavenly spaces. It's understanding that the way that we see pictures in our mind, the way that we say when we're reading a book and we're creating around us the reality of that book, we're seeing those characters, they're forming pictures in our mind of what these people look like. We're experiencing places, like I remember the first time that I read The Hobbit and the the different characters and the places that, that you are taken into this incredible descriptive story that frames up these pictures in our mind, that accessing the heavenly realms and engaging with the wonder and awe that's on our pathway into the more with God is allowing ourselves to be able to see these things and that to be able to believe that those things are yeah, okay. True. But I, for me, I just think that's a lot of words to say not much. I just feel like we need to actually offer our services. We need to direct people to places where they can actually, because a lot of people don't even know what Ascension is, Kylie. Like a lot of people that we talk to, that we meet physically in church surroundings, etc. If you say the word Ascension to them, they don't know what it is. So how is it that we can actually help people practically do Ascension? rather than just, you know, explain a concept with a lot of words about what it could look like. How do we actually go, okay, you're listening to this podcast right now. You think you know what Ascension is or you're not really sure, but I want to learn about it. How do I actually get in touch with somebody who can teach me what it is and show me how to do it? Jump on the website. We are offering a whole bunch of different courses and activations and weekend retreats coming into 2024. You can jump on the website and find out more about those things at wildfiretribe.life. You can contact us through wildfiretribe.life, which has links to Facebook Messenger and email and all of those other things. And like Mm -hmm. Kylie said, we will be running in-person events moving forward. We will also be visiting people individually. That is going to be a possibility for you if you want to meet us and learn some of the things that we know about, uh, share some time with us. And we can also offer Zooms, etc. So moving forward, rather than just talking about the possibilities of these things, you know, being likely or possible, we want to actually show you how to do these things, how to enact 
the ability to step with inside living beings and function in those spaces, how to explore the heavenly realms. We want to actually empower you and teach you how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting adventure. So back to that place where I was starting to explain the way that we engage with our imagination and what that looks like when we're interacting with beings is that part of that is being able to see these words as beings, as sometimes they're like creatures and sometimes they're like people. Um, one and sometimes of, they're just words too, aren't they? I yeah. see them as the actual words sometimes. Yeah, that's right. And you can interact with the word, the living letters themselves, which is really, really cool. Wonder. The definition of wonder is a feeling of amazement and admiration caused by something beautiful, remarkable or unfamiliar. Wonder is to feel surprise or even to feel curiosity. It's a feeling of great surprise, admiration that is caused by seeing or experiencing something that is strange and new. And as a doing word or a verb, wonder occurs a few times in the Old Testament. And it is chiefly the translation of the word morpeth, which is a splendid or conspicuous work or a miracle. A miracle. Wonder as a miracle. So wondrous work, marvelous deeds. These frequently appear in the Psalms. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks to your name. For your, we give thanks for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds, these marvelous works by the God of wonders, which are a unique display of divine power that goes far beyond human ability and power. And that's the beauty, I think, like of being able to engage with, like you were saying, you know, going beyond your capability to remove that anxiety as you travel and take that flight into a whole nother dimensional realm where you're engaging with joy in a place that used to be filled with hesitancy even like do I really want to go to that place because I've you know between me and that place is this flight in this plane which I know that I'm not going to enjoy very much but actually coming into that place of that becoming this place of excitement and and immersive joy where you're engaging with that being of joy that bubble of joy that is wrapped around somebody who for them that experience is filled with excitement and filled with awe and wonder speaking of awe and wonder and the god of awe and wonder you know his name you know how we call him yahweh Mm -hmm. one of his many names that we've given to him including the word god that we've given to him Yahweh removing the vowels A and E from his name Yahweh is the best way to explain what his actual name is. And when you remove the vowels which were put there so that we can pronounce the word Yahweh, the letters left behind are actually the noise that you make when you breathe in and out. I love it. Awe and wonder. (laughs) of the magnificence of our Yahweh that right from the beginning of your life, the very first breath that you take, you speak his name. I love it. I love it. And like you're saying too, there is something quite beautiful about 
creation itself, like nature that takes us into this immersive experience of awe and wonder. Like in Psalms, it says the heavens keep telling the wonders of God. The skies declare what he has done. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. He is so majestic, doing wonders. (laughs) Every breath we take, we're saying his name. Yes. (laughs) I just love being outside at the river. I love seeing his creation. I love seeing the birds playing with each other. We've got an eagle in the distance on a tree there who's occasionally being chased by other birds. We've got lawnmowers in the background and planes going over and the river flowing. God is just beyond incredible, isn't he? He's just beyond incredible. He's beyond awe and wonder. Yeah, absolutely. The words are not enough. And they are gateways as well. I see awe and wonder as I look out across the river and as I look at the cloud formations and I see them as gateways into more of the mysteries. It's like... There is this place where the vastness brings us into an experiential space of feeling the tangible presence of God, like feeling this wowness, even feeling stillness and rest. Like there's something about just walking outside and looking up at the night sky that just makes you like engage with the breath, like just go... Oh, wow. Once you start to notice awe and wonder and you get around, you navigate life amongst other people and you see other people. I can see people from where I'm sitting right now and I wonder whether they know about the God of awe and wonder. And when I comprehend, when I consider that it's possible that there's people actually cruising through this existence without knowing God, Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth and everything in between. It's almost incomprehensible to believe that it's possible not to know. It's deeply saddening for me to see people that look like they don't know him, Mm. that look like their life is missing a dimension of understanding, of appreciation. Because it's in the not knowing him that we're not knowing ourselves because we are in this place of almost lostness when we are detached from our creator because we have this piece of ourselves that we don't completely understand, that we're always searching for what, what is it, what's missing. And what's missing is just our identity is missing, our, our knowing that we are sons of the Father, like the creator of all that brings this sense of connection with one another and with with creation, like with trees and with the sky and cosmos and the wonder of everything that brings us into that place of completeness. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, once <laughs> you once you taste and see that He's good, it's like there's this never ending, everlasting desire for more. Yeah. It's fulfilled and not fulfilled at the same time. It's like I'm hungry, yet I'm full. Yet I'm hungry, yet I'm full. (laughs) There's a psychologist um, named Ethan Cross from the University of Michigan, and he defines awe as the wonder that we feel when we encounter something powerful that we can't easily explain. 
he goes on to describe like this ability of cultivating experiences of awe that is especially important for us and our new now, like this place where we're renewing our energy, like we're making plans for our life. We're co-creating a future with God. And that's how I see it, how I see this explanation that he is giving where we're stepping into the science of it. Now, when you talk about governing, etc., and co-creating and those sorts of words, there's people that, that I've also met recently who don't agree or don't understand that even those things are possible. So yet again, if you're wondering what governing is, what co-creating with God means, that language around that, get in touch with us and we can help you understand the concepts behind that and more than that, how to actually co-create in heavenly realms and bring heaven to earth. Yeah, definitely. Like even the most simple activations that we can um, use, like a powerful way to experience awe is if you just say you're at work, you just step back from your desk and you take an awe walk. (laughs) Like just take a moment of time, like five minutes, 20 minutes, just to wander and be curious and observe like the everyday beauty that's actually all around us all the time. And it brings us into that place of feeling more inspired, like it, we, our body can feel calmer and we're able to focus better if we're just in that place of having engaged with awe. And sometimes it can be easy to feel so overwhelmed in the doing of whatever our work is. And you know, there were moments like even in the conference that we were helping to facilitate over the last couple of weeks where you could be overwhelmed by places within it that could be stressful but it's just like continuing to to just take that step back and be in awe of the experiences that people were engaging with be in awe of wow we're in this place of togetherness being in awe of like not being worried about the ins and outs so much but just staying in that place of flow with him and knowing that each tiny little place of stress is far outweighed by the glory and the goodness of us being together. What I love about stepping into the beings that are words also is you're not removing that from another person, you're sharing that with another person. Mm -hmm. I walked inside a bubble of gratitude down the street. I actually saw a bubble bigger than myself, which I realized was the word gratitude and I chose to be inside that bubble gratitude and walk up and down a street inside the bubble of gratitude. Now what happened whilst I was doing that as everybody that I encountered, everybody that I met and saw along that street, everything that I looked at, I was seeing through the eyes of gratitude. So therefore it's not just a word that I'm grateful where I am I'm actually inside of gratitude seeing that everything around me I am grateful for and what happened whilst I was doing that meant that everybody that I spoke to could also see that I was living and breathing with inside of gratitude and it makes other people grateful it's incredible how it works it's not like if you're walking inside a bubble of gratitude that others can't be in it that they can't experience it. It actually envelopes them as well. 
So when you speak to others from within inside that bubble of gratitude about the things that you're grateful for, or not even just saying, I'm so grateful for this, but just speaking to people normally, they seem to know that you are grateful and they become grateful for where they are as well. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's like that stepping out, like you were saying. I, I think that surrounding us outside of every building, outside of every house, home, are these beautiful places within nature that we can find ourselves immersed in that space of, like you say, like you were just walking up and down the street in that bubble of gratitude, walking out onto the beach or walking down by the river or walking underneath the stars, like all of these places where we can engage with the rhythms within nature, we can find ourselves in these spaces of renewal, regeneration, joy, gratitude, wonder, awe. We can find ourselves where our body is just engaging with a more peaceful place where we are feeling like we're part of something that's larger than ourselves. And our own lives can be so overwhelming sometimes just with the day-to-day things that we're needing to take care of that that is just this beautiful place of stepping into the infinite wonder that can open up when you realise the glory that's found in everything that surrounds us that's so much bigger than ourselves. that we're actually a part of the trees and we're a part of one another we're a part of the waters and the cosmos that we're engaging with all of these things together and there's something I don't know that it's like an unselfing that happens in that space where you just go oh wow 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 I'm so grateful I'm so (laughs) I can no longer function in that two-dimensional understanding of words even our bible you know our scriptures i can no longer function in that space of believing that it's just letters put together on a page that make up sentences that tell us rules about how it is that we need to live our life so that we are well behaved so that at some time in the future when we stop breathing that we go to a place called heaven if we've ticked all the boxes And then we get to be in the presence of God. I cannot function like that any longer. Not that I've been there for a long time anyway. But I just think with this conversation about walking in in beings and governing in heavenly places and ascension and all of those types of things, it's it's time for people that are listening to this podcast and, you know, dipping your toe in the water of the mystical side of God for you to actually jump right in and be fully immersed into the understanding that all things are possible, that there are multi-dimensional layers to investigate, to explore, and that they are all safe and it's all okay. We love God. God loves us. We don't have to be mm. concerned that, that, that these concepts that we're speaking of, that they're dangerous or they're going to lead us astray or send us to a place called hell that is a made-up concept anyway to scare us back into religion to keep us controlled it's time for us to step into the multi-dimensional understandings and this is not the end this is just the beginning of the conversation there is more and there is more and there is more 
There so is. In Psalm 65, it says, The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and the water, and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. And so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with the Abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and they sing. Wow. I just feel like so much of this last few weeks has just been in this space of gratitude, of joy, of song, of wonder, of expansion, of just continuing to be in the fullness of who we already are and walking into the depths of what that is beginning to look like. Be expanded by the renewing of your mind, renewing. The re, as we've spoken of before, speaks of. It is a prefix for again and again and again. (laughs) Be expanded again and again and again by the renewing of your mind. Don't be okay with just knowing a little bit of God Don't be okay with just going to church on Sunday and getting a fix so that you can behave for that afternoon and you can bear to walk out a boring existence for the rest of the week, clinging on to life, hoping that you can get to the next Sunday to get your next bit. Start believing that all things are possible, that you can walk in these protective bubbles of words that we've been speaking of today. Step into a word, step into joy. Walk around within joy for a day and see how your day changes. Yeah, absolutely. See how your day changes. We've had an ongoing conversation on and off over the last few weeks too about science, how science and, and the wonder of God, how, you know, everything in science points to God. <laughs> and people who are like so enamored with science will say wow science has just come up with this amazing answer about how trees communicate with each other and it's science is just a snippet of understanding of the god of our creation it is beautiful i have this um edwin shagaf hopefully he's okay with you mutilating his name edwin shagaf yeah (laughs) he's a biologist and i'll read this this is just a little excerpt from Michael Regan's book, The Hand of God, says, It is the sense of mystery that, in my opinion, drives the true scientist. If a scientist has not experienced at least a few times in his life this cold shudder down his spine, this confrontation with an immense invisible face whose breath moves him to tears, then he is not a scientist. Perhaps Albert Einstein, generally regarded as the greatest science of the 20th century, said it best in a statement entitled My Credo. The most beautiful and deepest experience a person can have is the sense of the mysterious. It is the underlying principle of religion as well as of all serious endeavour in art and in science. He who never had this experience seems to me, if not dead, then is at least blind. The sense that behind anything that can be experienced There is something that our mind cannot grasp and whose beauty and sublimity reaches us only indirectly and as feeble reflection that is religiousness. In this sense, I am religious. To me, it suffices to wonder 
at these secrets and to attempt humbly to grasp with my mind a mere image of the lofty structure of all that there is. I don't know if Einstein realised that he was using the same metaphor that Paul used in 1 Corinthians 13, how we see in a glass darkly, or now we see only dim blurred reflections. Paul adds the promise that God will bring the day when we will see face to face and know fully, even as we are fully known by God. We thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We thank you for the people that have introduced yourselves to us physically as well as through our website, wildfiretribe.life. We thank you to those people that have supported us financially. We thank you for helping us to believe that all things are possible, that things are progressing forward for us for ourselves, for our wildfire tribe. And in combination with the people that we're in contact with, we thank you so much for inspiring us to keep going with this dream that God's put in us of sharing the more of him with you, scooping up his creation and sharing it with others. There's many ways that we do that, isn't there, Kylie? Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. This journey together into the mysteries. I feel like this kind of frames up this awe and wonder, this mysterious walk, this um, final quote that I have from Abraham Herschel. He says, wonder or radical amazement is a way of going beyond what is given in thing and thought, refusing to take anything for granted, to regard anything as final. It is our honest response to the grandeur and mystery of reality. So as you have been listening to this podcast and as you continue through the next days and week, we just surround you in the bubble of awe and wonder. Yes. We just declare that that is where you exist. Yeah. Within the bubble of awe and wonder. Yeah. We challenge you to surround yourself to believe that that's where you exist and to function in that space and look through the bubble of awe and wonder that you exist in and see what it is that happens with interactions with other people (laughs) as they also identify that something is different about you because now you are surrounded inside of those words. Yeah, absolutely. It is always a treat to spend a little bit of time with you each week as we talk about the wonderful mysteries of God and the depths within which we can be entangled and entwined together in our oneness with him and all creation. Yes, thank you for listening to Wildfire Tribe, our website wildfiretribe.life. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie and we love you guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.